Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, Season 5, with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? World's longest intro to the podcast ever. I am so excited and so grateful to be back, back recording, but back to myself also and as always facing that kind of ego-led desire uh, to delete (laughs) previous seasons and start again but in doing so would be of course denying the journey and you can't do that can you got to be true to the lumps and the bumps because that's the inspiration for the podcast Nobody else was talking about how bloody hard it was when I started this. (laughs) So, as you know, I've taken quite a lot of time for me off and really had to surrender. And surrender is always, I think, going to be my nemesis. I'm a control freak. I'm a Capricorn. I thrive in the do. And... I'd be lying if I hadn't spent quite a large proportion of time just pondering on why it is that my soul decided that I would need a life with so much surrender required, but equally come here and be the type of person that likes to be doing, likes to be getting stuff done, whilst also, of course, knowing as you're probably screaming at your device listening to this, that I create a lot of my own problems anyway. (laughs) It's a tangled web we weave here, isn't it? But at this moment, I'm definitely feeling a return to me, uh, a return to excitement. I'm really glad that I have made the decision to stop creating for creation's sake and It's a bit like if you've seen that 80s film Labyrinth, which I love, when she falls down the oubliette and gets grabbed by the helping hands, it feels a bit like that, if I'm honest. You know, the way that everything's dressed up these days with these big corporations telling us all the time, gaslighting us, that they are helping us and me feeling that I need to create to get the ball rolling and actually that whole time I just needed to let go 
So long may it last that I stay in this space where I do it because I want to do it and not because a computer, a person, an algorithm, a book, the stories that are propagated all over social media by people who are playing that game uh, force me down a route that isn't for me. Long may I stay creating when I feel aligned to. And that's true of this podcast too. I mean, I did amazingly on the figures last year for the podcast. It was nearly an increase of 50% downloads, which is pretty epic, if we're honest. You know, going from um, just shy of just over 100,000 downloads to 148,000 downloads last year is an incredible feat. But there's that part of me that is always looking for the figures and the numbers. And this is a real problem for somebody with a spiritual business because I like the feeling when I'm in alignment. But there's also part of me that likes the numbers and beating the numbers. And I know, I know if I just surrendered to it, they'd probably go up anyway. But finding that sweet spot between being motivated and hitting the targets and that satisfaction that I like versus holding myself hostage to it and playing in that space. So my New Year's resolution this year is to focus on being of service, service to spirit and service to myself and the money thing for me is incredibly complex and difficult to navigate as you know and trying to find that space between wanting to be paid and wanting to be paid well for my work um, wanting to work with the right people but also remembering why I did this in the first place, why I became a medium and it was to help people. So finding all of that in that tangled web and I might not be being very eloquent right now, I feel like I'm really creaky and rusty at podcasting but finding that space of not judging what I feel that I want to do because there are so many people that I have exposed myself to, not like that, uh, on social media. And remembering again, Spirit are talking to me in this moment about your energy and the responsibility that we all have to our own energy. You don't have to have anything in your energy that you don't want in there. I mean, yeah, there are exceptions to that rule. Already my human instantly pipes up with a hundred different scenarios. Yes, but what if you've got a mother who's toxic, who's dying of cancer? But what if you've got this? What if you've got that? Yes, of course, there are exceptions to that rule. But with things like social media, you don't have to. You don't have to follow people that are shouting about their success if it's not in alignment with you. And I do think that I got caught up in the people who are the noisiest 
And of course, the people who are the noisiest are the ones that are selling the pyramid scheme style um, projects, products. You, you, you know the things. Some of the stuff that I've been listening to over the last few months has been fascinating in my time off. I really um, did try to expand my listening. And I will say this, um, there are some podcasts out there and uh, videos out there that are incredibly hard to watch and hard to listen to. So I had a big break from anything sort of homeworky and work related. And then I went back and started trying to listen to other podcasts. I listened to one podcast. It was just awful. <laughs> um, and maybe I'm being incoherent and maybe I think, where do I want to start with this? So I've been listening to Cautionary Tales on the BBC uh, Sounds app, which is nothing to do with spirit, but it's to do with human psychology and why we make choices the way that we do and, and what we can learn from the past. And I love it. My husband, does; he's not interested in it. I played some of it in the car. He was like, not interested. I really find it fascinating. And one of the things that they have been talking about on there, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's that thing where you forget that people aren't coming from the same point of view as you, from the same knowledge base as you, where people, where you forget that not everybody understands what you're talking about. And I know that I'm guilty of that. Having my book edited was really eye-opening uh, when lovely Kate and Jay were going through it and saying, well, Hannah, you haven't explained the basics of this. You haven't explained the basics of that. And it's so funny because I have this worry all the time, especially on this podcast and obviously in the book too, and when I'm teaching, that I am repeating myself. It's like a bona fide fear. I don't want you guys to be like, oh my God, she's already said this. It's so dull. What a dullard. And so I've got that bit of me always piping up going, haven't you already said this? And one of the big lessons that I have had in 2023 is, so what if you have? So what if you have repeated it? Sometimes things bear repeating and trusting myself in that process. And I'm still struggling with it. And uh, I listened to a podcast the other day that was two people chatting and I think they'd had a previous conversation before they hit record. We all do that. I'm aware that, you know, you like to do that and get your guests warmed up and get yourself warmed up and find some snippets to talk to people about. But it was just like two people, I'm going to do a joke TikTok about it at some point, where they were saying absolutely nothing to each other for half an hour. And it was almost nonsensical. And it was so funny because they go, well, you know, we're moving into this, this new space and the feeling. And the other one go, yes, the feeling. It's so funny you should mention that because... I was sitting here yesterday and I was talking to Spirit and they were talking about the feeling. And as I was moving in through that, Galactic Starseed 
of the energy at this time. Oh, my galactic starseed. I can't believe you would mention that. And there's this ball, this ball of energy, this light. And we're in this like, yes. And it's coming from Christ consciousness with evolution. And I was, you know, I would say humbly that I know quite a lot of stuff about spirit now. Not the more I learn, the more I know I don't know. So please don't think I've totally got wrapped up in my ego while I've been gone but but I know quite a lot of stuff I can apply quite a lot of knowledge it was just it just didn't make any sense to me from beginning to end they said so much but said absolutely nothing and I thought that was fascinating it was also one of the things that has come up for me with spirit um, and I might be doing a deep dive into this at some point either this season or next season but um, is the cults I've been listening to um, a lot of cult things because I find them fascinating and I was listening to Oh, bugger it. This bodes well, doesn't it? That I've already... A very British cult. That's what I was listening to. A very British cult. And that is that weird funny line, just like escaping twin twin flame universe, where people are uh, selling sort of a personal development slash spirit pyramid scheme and it really got me thinking about where the line is between cults and sales because on a very British cult they have got actual recordings of the sales techniques used by the actual people um, on the show because somebody had access to the recordings so it's fascinating but I'll tell you this some of the techniques that they used in their cult are the same techniques that I have been taught to do on marketing courses. I don't do them, but they're there. And I've always had this, what's wrong with me? Why won't you just do what's required of you? Do the sales that person over there who's got a lot more followers than you, they've got the, that lot more followers than you because they will play the game and they're doing it. Look, you can see them doing it. And then I'd write a post or I'd do something and I'd think, oh, no, no. I'd much rather be like a shop. And I know you have to advertise to get people into your shop, but I'd much rather be, if you're looking for spiritual development, then look and see what I'm doing and see if it works for you rather than inboxing you and telling you. And I find it really hard, the whole thing, funnels, sales, the language we use. But I just thought that was really interesting that I was listening to that podcast. Now, later it does get very dark. Don't get me wrong. It it isn't just sales techniques. It really takes a turn but for a good few episodes of that podcast I was thinking about things that I've been told to do by marketing experts to take my business to the next level and increase my sales 
And, you know, we're listening to that on one hand and thinking it's a cult. But on the other hand, we are using those techniques because we know that they work. So the cult, the sales, the spirituality, the hierarchy, it's all melding away in there. And something I think that we all really, really need to be mindful of when we are out there navigating this, navigating this journey. So yes, I'm starting season five a little bit ranty. What are you going to do about it? You've surely come to expect this by now. And if you haven't, nothing's changed. So I finally have got my got used to my medication that I told you guys I was going on. I have had a pretty colourful time with it. I'm not going to lie. I, um, after all my questions about physical mediumship and amazing stuff, I, um, because I've had so many migraines and I'm very, very exhausted from that, I've got a separate I sleep separately from my poor husband who is so lonely and sad that he's been so rejected by me but I'm up in the night or you know I'm being sick or there's this going on so it was just easier to be in my own space and um, I started taking my medication and all was tentatively good I was in my good week to begin with so couldn't really tell. I normally have one week of month where I can function very well and then three weeks a month where I'm very unwell. So I've been sort of working through that in 2023 and so I started taking it and it just happened to be on my good week and then after about two weeks on this medication I um, was asleep and there was a noise in my bedroom and it woke me up. And I was sitting there in the dark and I have got a street light outside my bedroom window. So it's not full darkness in my bedroom. I have to wear a mask because I like it really dark. My mask had obviously been flailing around. My mask had come off and I could see. And I thought, what was that noise? And I looked around my room and there was a gigantic balloon in my room covered in 50s. Uh, a white balloon with pink and grey and black 50s all over it, big round one, um, and streamers. And it was bouncing through the room. And I thought, oh, that's what woke me up. My husband has done this for my birthday. I clearly was just coming round and waking up because that's not a logical train of thought. And I watched the balloon and as I was watching it, I thought well, that's weird. I'm not 50 yet. <laughs> I'm only turning 43. And then I watched it some more as it was just sort of bobbing. And I thought, it's not my birthday for another week. Why has he done this now? And I lay in bed and watched it. And I watched it for a good long time. I'm not talking seconds. I'm talking, you know, five minutes at least. And then as I watched it, I thought, I wonder if it's really there. And it bounced off the wall and popped and disappeared. And then I thought, I wonder if that was spirit. Was that spirit? 
And as I thought was that spirit, my Alexa started talking to me in the middle of the night. And then I shit a brick and unplugged the Alexa. I nearly yeeted it across the room and smashed it, but I didn't. I just unplugged it. And then I lay in bed with my duvet over my head. And I thought, this is typical of me. I want some physical mediumship. Then I get some physical mediumship and absolutely am so scared. (laughs) And then I hide from it, which is, you know, poor spirit. And I was really excited and I messaged my friend and said, oh my God, I had some physical phenomena. This is amazing. Only to realise it was a side effect of the pills. (laughs) And I then spent uh, two weeks with some of the creepiest stuff. I've had funny little elves. I've had cartoon characters. I've had... um, people walking through my room and none of it scared me I have to say the creepy elf I didn't particularly like but um, none of it's been very scary because I've been able to go okay I know that this is my imagination I know that this is a side effect of the pills I know it's only happening when I wake up I must be in a dream state I know that a side effect of the pills are nightmares so this is just a man but it is so bloody weird seeing something with your physical eyes and not a flash not like when you wake up in the night and the pile of clothes on your chair your laundry chair looks like a figure in the dark but when you are watching it for a good long period of time blinking and it's still there it is very disconcerting and it really made me have a newfound understanding for people that experience night terrors because I'm not surprised if they are seeing um, old ladies or spooky, ghosty type things, why they have such a strong belief in something coming to get them. Um, Because I did get so spooked that I ended up um, going back back in with my husband and disturbing him all night, going, oh, (laughs) waking him up because I was too scared to sleep alone. So I think it's settled down now. I think it's gone. But really, I mean, really interesting to see something and watch it and know that it's a hallucination. But watching the aforementioned hallucination for a long period of time. So again, going back to these questions of can we actually believe our eyes? I may have told you this story, but when I when I was running, um, I got very afraid. I got nearly clipped by a car, and I mean really nearly clipped um, on a country lane, and it really made me feel anxious. And then I had this thing all the time where I would hear cars coming up behind me, and I would turn around and there'd be no cars there, um, and it was just paranoia because there's no pavements and I was running and I'd nearly been hit once and I was scared and then um, one day I could really hear a car coming up behind me and I remember running and looking behind me and I saw the car and the car was yellow and it looked a bit like an Austin Allegro from the front but was longer at the back and I remember looking at it and then sort of keeping on running and then looking back and there was no car there And I realised that my 
expectation of seeing a car had created a car in that moment. But that, of course, was just a glance. I find it I find it fascinating what our brains can can do alongside what spirit can do and the line. Still still dancing that line. Don't worry, I'm not going down that route again. So that's a little update on everything that's been going on with me. I'm really, really excited for season five. We've got some more phenomenal guests joining. We have got um, more listener questions, interactions. I'm going to have a live recording of a mediumship demonstration for you all to listen to. Uh, So lots and lots of stuff happening. Um, But now I'm finally back and my brain is functioning and I haven't been ill now for over a month, which is unheard of for me that's the longest I've had in two years it's very exciting I've gone through and sorted all my emails and found loads of listener questions comments so we're going to spend the rest of this podcast with what you guys have to say um, before we move on so get ready so first up I've got a message from Susan and Susan says I listened to your podcast today where a listener who worked in a care home asked about dementia patients talking to spirit. I visit my mum in a care home. She does not have dementia but is 96 and has a lot of health issues. She sleeps most of her days now. Twice recently she has told me that they have visited her. When I ask who, she says to me that I know. So I asked why they visited her and both times she has the same answer. They visit to see if I'm ready to be a star yet. On another occasion, she told me that they shine a light down to her. She is very lucid and says it is nice when they visit. And I did ask Susan if she would be okay with me sharing that because I think that's just absolutely amazing. And I wanted to share it with all of you. I love it. Next up, I have a email from Alexis. Hi, Hannah. I recently started listening to your podcast and been following your saga of recent disappointments and discussion of alignment. Sending you a huge hug as you wade through all of this. It sounds like you're right at the precipice of a huge period of growth. But damn it, if the first part doesn't hurt really bad. (laughs) You're not wrong there. I wanted to share that while I'm very sorry you're living it, this conversation is immensely helpful to me right now. I've been on an active spiritual path for about three years now and I'm just at the point where I'm actually beginning to take clients. Here at the beginning of determining what it looks like moving from a personal practice to creating a business, it is invaluable to hear you talk about not losing sight of what my soul's purpose and my true work in this is. It's a message I received directly from Spirit as I started out, and I thought I would share. I hopped on the Spirit work for training via shamanism and practiced trance journey. I achieve a light trance that lets me sink into my imagination and work with Spirit. So after breathwork and other prep, I started and a lunar moth appeared and led me through a dark wood to a cabin. 
I knew the mentor I was seeking would be inside. And when I knocked on the door, I was very surprised to find a spirit in the form of Hagrid from Harry Potter. Hagrid took me out back where there was a menagerie of large and dangerous animals. He gave me hard work to do. I helped him trim hippograph claws and calmed a predatory basilisk. In real life, I work with large animals and he seemed to be showing me that those skills, particularly the ability to remain calm in dangerous situations, would be part of my work. I thanked him after a chat and a cup of tea on a tree stump and returned the way I'd come. I'm both honoured and intimidated by this message. It did show me, though, that any thoughts of trying to play the social media game or create cute products or fixate on what font to put at the top of my brochure are not what spirit wants me to spend time on. This seems so like the thoughts you're sharing in your second alignment podcast. Maybe Spirit wants all of us to get a little more serious and get down to work. I'm not sure and I'd be curious for your thoughts. If you were getting serious about working for Spirit, what do you think that would look like for you? Thank you for your wonderful podcast and your amazing energy. Of the variety of spiritual podcasts I listen to, I relate to your authentic energy the most. Please keep doing what you're doing and I wish you all the success. And then you have recommended Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert to me, which I have downloaded to listen to. So thank you so much, Alexis. And I think that that is exactly where I've got to, actually, is that all of this stuff is a distraction. Now, you guys know that I don't believe in... Personally, I don't believe that there are evil forces out there trying to keep us away from spirit. But I do believe that there are humans who are trying to disconnect us from our own power and keep us disconnected from our truth. I just don't believe in demons and things like that. Well, um, I think this is very, very true in the spiritual realms right now. A lot of spiritual people are finding their stuff being removed or reduced reach-wise on social media. Um, We seem to be reaching the wrong ears. You're getting a lot of abuse. I know a lot of my friends are getting a lot of abuse from online trolls, but not reaching the people who follow them. It's nuts. So there's definitely... um, something happening in the ether and just like spirit was saying to me at the beginning of this podcast actually our work here is to turn away is to focus on our energy on what feels good and you're right that isn't social media and it isn't I mean one of the things that I got caught up in last year was doing a pretty profile grid on Instagram I mean what a waste of time If you go through to my profile grid and you don't like it because it's a hodgepodge, then I'm not the person for you because I am a hodgepodge. (laughs) My Instagram profile reflects the essence of who I am as an individual. I'm not beige. I'm not colour coordinated. I don't fit in. And it's chaotic. Deal with it. Um, So absolutely, Alexis. And I think that for me, getting serious about my work with spirit takes me back to doing the job not worrying about all the other stuff just doing the job and that is where I find myself returned to 
with a grateful heart. So thank you for messaging. Next up, um, I have a email from somebody that asked to remain anonymous. So don't worry, I'm not going to share your details. But they did share an amazing bit of evidence that they got from a medium in Australia. And I wanted to share it with you. Um, since arriving back in Oz, I have always known my partner was with me and my family. He loved it here and we have just returned from a six-month visit when he died in June in the UK. In August, I was playing in the garden with my six-year-old footy-obsessed grandson when he kicked a tennis ball to me, but it went under the car. I was beside the car at the time and I heard a a loud clunk. We searched everywhere, but we could not find the ball. For weeks, I was obsessed. Where could the ball have gone? I searched every inch of the area and even thought it had got trapped in the underneath of the car. The car was due in for a service the next day, but the garage found nothing. I'd booked in for a session with a highly rated medium in Oz in September. My husband totally dominated and came through with some amazing things only I could have known. Just as the session was wrapping up, she said to me, he's saying he's given you a headache with the ball. I was absolutely gobsmacked. I had told nobody about it, only my daughter. She said you were kicking it in the garden with your grandson. The ball went under the car and he took it. That one piece of evidence alone has completely convinced me that he's here with me and my mind is completely blown. And I just wanted to share you guys that... um, from somebody who listens but wants to remain anonymous and sent me a beautiful email. Um, But what an incredible piece of work by that medium. I'm quite jealous. Uh, Fan-bloody-tastic. And thank you so much, listener, for sharing. Next up on my lovely emails from lovely people, I have an email from Amy. And Amy says, Dear Hannah, I've gone back and listened to all of your podcasts since I found them a few months ago and I love them. Firstly, I'm so pleased you recently heard from Kate who told you you had changed her son's life. Wow, I can only imagine how you feel. I also imagine you've changed many lives with your messages and teachings from spirit. You are definitely changing mine. I'm newly finding my spirituality and looking for the bigger picture in life after recently losing my dad and you're the one spiritual person that I want to hear from and learn from. I listen to you learn and take your teachings into life with me and thanks to you I am becoming a happier, more content and grounded person. Secondly, I'm so pleased to hear of your clarity in the Alignment Part 2 episode. This was exactly what I've been thinking as I've been listening. Do what makes you happy. Do what you love. Do what feels right. I'd say not to let your energy be tainted by the low vibrations of social media. You said in one of your early episodes not to feed anything that doesn't serve us as it lowers our vibration. I agree. I don't read, watch any news and I've deleted Facebook as it doesn't bring me positivity. You have also explained about our human ego and to be mindful of this as we navigate life on earth. Does it matter you're not a viral famous medium? It doesn't matter to spirit. And as long as you are doing what you enjoy and making enough money for your little family, that's all that matters. And if the big events don't feel right to you, then they're not for you. And that's okay. 
I hope you find your right path and look back in 12 to 24 months in a satisfied place, doing what feels right and aligned and think, wow, I'm so glad I had those experiences as it led me to where I am again today. Thank you again for the ongoing life lessons, Amy. And thank you for your email, Amy. And you're exactly right. Got caught up in the ego stuff and trying to fit in, trying to be something that doesn't really exist or matter. Interesting, isn't it? Next up, a wonderful email from Dre. Greetings from North Carolina. I very much enjoy your podcast. I do automatic writing, maybe for the last 10 years. It's been a crazy ride. I became a Reiki master to hire my frequency of writing a book with the several generations of my family. I need traffic control in my head to navigate all my ideas. I asked Archangel Raphael about the alignment question and he was eager to respond. Alignment is your intended path to your growth. If you find hardship along the way, you are doing something right. You will find yourself in alignment when you are moving in the direction of your soul's dreams. You will know the path when you keep stumbling and remain pointed in the direction of your heart. The call within yourself is so loud, regardless of reason, you push on. Alignment is the journey your soul set out to achieve in the little steps and all that comes along the way. It refers to the actions, not the ending. There is never an ending, just a continuous journey. He said, Hannah is doing great. She must continue. My journey is complicated in my brain as well. I marvel at your courage and wish my higher self would just push me off the deep end already. I feel like I am closer. Sorry it took me so long after that podcast. I have only listened to part one. Thank you, Dre. What an incredible gift that you have just given me and all of us listeners with that beautiful message from Archangel Raphael. I am so grateful. And, you know, this is the funny thing about being a medium and a spiritual teacher and all of that stuff. It's just so wonderful to hear the message, Hannah is doing great, she must continue. And I think it's a funny thing because a lot of people, you know, it's that curse, isn't it? If only we could see ourselves as others see us. And I think a lot of people see me and think, well, Hannah's doing really well, so she doesn't need to know that she's doing really well. And actually, I am a human being and I am incredibly vulnerable and I do get in my own way and I do get in my own head, as you guys know. And sometimes what you really want is to know that you're doing all right. So thank you for that message. And I love that. And I do agree. I don't think that an aligned path is an easy one. And I think that was beautiful. Okay, just looking at the clock, but I think we've got time for some more. Next up, I've got another message from Amy and she says, Hi Hannah, I have a question about our lives and our soul paths. Do you believe some people are so disconnected from spirit, having a human experience, existence and using their free will without a connection to their higher self that they won't live out the path journey that they should? 
i.e. the soul contract that was in place when they incarnated into their human form and end up having a different experience than planned. It will obviously still be a learning journey for the soul, just not the one that was planned. Or do you believe that what's for us won't pass us? And our souls will somehow guide and intervene with our humanness to align us with who, what, where, how we are meant to be in this lifetime. I'm struggling to find out where I stand in believing that we come here with a soul contract and have the life that is set out for us by the universe versus we are human making our own decisions and life plays out according to us and we can change whatever we want. I also just can't understand that if souls are light and love and if we at our core essence are our souls, just in a human body, then why is there so much hate, anger, impatience, greed, hurt, trauma in humans in the world? Do our souls decide our human traits, good and bad, for us? Or are these purely constructed by humanist DNA and our souls just having to live in the human they've been given? It all boggles my mind. Oh, Amy, it boggles mine too. Um, And as I always say, I can only tell you what I believe in this moment right now. Um, I do believe that some of us are supposed to be here and completely disconnected from spirit. I believe that is a path and a journey. I believe it is a path for a soul. I believe that it is a path for growth. I don't necessarily believe that they're less evolved than those of us that do believe. I think it's an interesting concept to think about whether actually a more advanced soul would come here and be completely disconnected from their truth and their light. What makes us think that being connected is higher or better somehow? Um, I do believe that there are certain experiences that we come here to have and that spirit will intervene to make those happen for us, but that we have a lot of free will and choice within that. It's also interesting to think about when spirit come from a place of no time, do they know what we will freely choose when we're here? And then I just can't even... And does that mean that it's a free will and choice if you know that it's already destined that you will make that choice? I think I started thinking about this a lot when I was listening to um, Dolores Cannon and uh, Jesus and the Essenes, where the, the life that she was regressed to when she was talking, well, the man that was talking about um, Judas and that Judas was destined to betray Jesus but it caused him great sorrow and it was just a really I was like so he didn't choose it in the moment he was destined he had to but it's also a choice how's it a choice if it was predestined and 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 I don't honestly know Amy I honestly can't make it make sense I think that is one of the ones that I have to chalk up to to being too uninvolved a concept for my human brain. Um, I do believe there are certain things that we won't be able to grasp in our meat suits. And I think this is one of them. (laughs) Because surely, if it's free will and choice, then it wouldn't, there's no, there wouldn't be destiny in that scenario. So there, 
And I, so I understand your frustration and your struggle with it. And I think everyone listening to this will go, yeah, but what about, and then, oh no, but what about, because that's what I'm doing. Yes, I believe that there's predestined paths, but yes, I also believe that we have a lot of free will within those. There's just certain like aspects, turnings. It's a bit like you're fo- you can follow one of 25 paths, but at a certain point they will all come out on the same place. And then it will branch off again. Um, and I believe that our souls get to experience all of the paths. So is there a choice when your soul chooses which path it takes? Or is it just, well, everyone else has taken the other 24, so I'll take this one. But it feels like a choice. I don't know. <laughs> I'm open to thoughts from listeners. Please send them in. It's so fascinating. Now, I have a bit of a different take on the hate, anger, impatience, greed stuff. Um, I personally, at this moment, do not believe that the earth is supposed to evolve. I believe that we are here to experience duality. I think in the spirit world, there is only good, there is only light, there is only love. um, And there is a limit to what how we can grow and what our souls can experience when it is only light and love and joy and happiness and comfort and so we come here to experience on a smaller scale the discomfort of being in a flesh suit illnesses um you know I went for a long dog walk at the weekend. My hips are hurting. I'm 43. I said to my son, this is a moment, a watershed moment in my life where I've never had hip pain before, but now I'm groaning when I get in and out of chairs from doing a long walk. Like, it's kind of depressing. But there's something in that. You wouldn't get that in your soul form. You wouldn't get the ache. You wouldn't feel weighed down by your body. Um, You wouldn't get tired because it's infinite energy. So I think we come here for the finite nature of it, the restrictive nature of it, but we also come here for the contrast. And the contrast is dealing with hate, dealing with upset, dealing with pain, dealing with negativity, judgment, greed, impatience, and all of the above. That's part of it. And I don't believe that the earth is supposed to be evolving away from that stuff because I think that's part of why we came here. If everything was perfect, then we might as well stay in spirit. Um, But that's, you know, not everybody agrees with that and it's fascinating to think about. And, you know, I could well be wrong. I could well be wrong. Um, And I'm happy with that. Because I liked it better, if I'm honest, when I believed that the world was evolving and I was part of the movement for change. (laughs) I did. It was nice. I felt like I had a cause, a purpose, you know, a calling. And now it's just me floating around. I mean, I still feel like I have a calling because I still feel like I'm reaching all of you guys who are on the journey. But do I think that our journey is about changing the earth? No. No. I mean, look at how many repeating patterns there are in stories throughout the world's history. How many, you know, how is it that we had the atrocities of Hitler and yet Trump is getting voted in? 
there must be something more at play. We're not learning. We're not evolving. Maybe we're not supposed to. But I could be completely wrong. So that doesn't really help, does it, Amy? But you're glad you are. I answered you there. I'll probably give you more questions than you came in with. Okay, I've just looked at the time and realised I'm over. So I'm going to stop there. I've got a few more listener comments and questions um, that I'm going to cover. And uh, yeah, it's great to be back. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope it's given you food for thought. If you've got a comment, uh, something you want to say, please do WhatsApp, drop me an email, let me know your thoughts. Let's get this conversation going. Let's see what we can do with this podcast in 2024 for everybody's learning and growth. And part of that is in the questions. So please, as always, follow, leave a review, share on your social media, you know, all the boring stuff that really helps me. And I will catch up with you all again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.